Just when you thought it was dead, the HomePod is back. And we have HomePod 2.0 in the house. What does it sound like? What are its most important features? And most importantly, did Apple make it better than before? We're talking HomePod in this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Karen Haslam. Hello. And David Price. Hello. Apple greeted 2023 with a special new product, the all-new HomePod, which takes the place of the original HomePod that was released in 2018 and discontinued two years ago. Macworld's David Price has been spending time with the new HomePod. And today's show, it's all about Apple's smart speaker. That kind of leads me to my first question, which is, I think I asked it back in 2018. What is the HomePod? It's a smartish speaker, I suppose you could say. It's not. It's not as smart as it needs to be, in my opinion. It's a. It's a good speaker, though. The problem with it is Siri. It's weird that they've replaced the HomePod, which, in my opinion, was fine, and replaced it with one which seems to be mostly the same, without addressing the underlying problem, which was Siri. And Siri is not smart enough is not as smart as alexa for example is not as reliable as alexa and as i always complain it guesses which it shouldn't you just triggered my alexa speaker then david so i quickly press a button on it before it started talking <laughs> oh, that's brilliant we now we, we've just disproved the idea that name of amazon's voice assistant is reliable <laughs> it turns out it's a bit error prone as well do, do you not have to say a full trigger Why phrase you say alexa and then it it responds. Oh that seems yeah. problematic. Well, I asked that question because when Apple introduced the HomePod initially, they went heavy on the, it's a speaker first. It's for music aficionados. And it also happens to do this other thing, the smart part. Is that still pretty much true? It can do a few more things. I think Apple might have accepted that they're just not quite at the races with the voice assistant. So... They want to they want to lean into the audio side. I don't think it's market leading on audio. I'm not exactly an audiophile, but I think there's better options out there. Uh, certainly at the same price. I like the audio sound. It's still quite bass heavy, but I I like that. And they've and they've dialed it back a bit, so there's a slightly more balanced sound. Uh, it, it does sound really good. If you have a stereo pair of them, it sounds amazing. So on that front, yeah, I think it's it's a good speaker. They've sort of fallen between two stools because it's it's not it's not the best speaker out there, and I don't think they pretend it was. But at the same time, it's not particularly smart, as I said. If you want to buy a good speaker, you're not going to buy a HomePod unless you desperately want. You know, you're in the Apple ecosystem and you buy a smart speaker from Apple. If you really care about audio, you're going to get a decent audio speaker for one of the big brands, aren't you? I think you're right. It's, it's the Apple ecosystem. It repels people that aren't in the Apple ecosystem. So it, it, as, as often is the case with Apple, and I think this is deliberate, it divides the market and it says we're going to make the best product for half of the market and actively repel the rest. You can't really use it with Spotify, for example. You have to have an Apple device to play music to it. 
with the whole Spotify thing, Apple has put the you know the the software in place to make it possible. So already Pandora and there's one other that you can actually use as the default user. Is it music service? Yeah, that's it. You can use it as a default music service. Spotify, you know, Apple said we'd we'd love to be working with them. It's all possible, but Spotify is not really bothered. Yeah, it's it's a, it's more a question of how you use it with Siri, I think, um, because for most audio apps that i've tried I, I don't use spotify unfortunately but most of the audio apps i've tried there will be there will be an airplay sharing pane that you can then use fairly intuitively um, but you just can't tell siri very easily to just play some if you if you use airplay to stream siri you're doing it from your phone and you're controlling everything on your phone you're just using it as like a bluetooth speaker with i think with pandora i could be wrong because it's a us service so i don't know i don't use it but i think with that you can actually use siri to control it is that right roman do you know if that's the case i don't have a home pod so i i can't speak to a first person oh, <laughs> i think that is right Karen. i have heard that as well but i haven't tested yeah. it because that was the point of the the changes apple made like a few years ago now that would have enabled you to have a sort of um an alternative uh music service as your main default on the home pod that's the idea that you would be able to control it. But yeah, obviously the one people care about Spotify and Amazon Music, neither of them are doing that yet. So I don't have a home pod. I don't have an Amazon speaker and I don't have a is it Google? I don't even know who has smart smart speakers around. So we're just not the type of household that plays music in the house. I like music. I listen to it when I work and stuff, but we just don't play it out in the house. Um and I don't use smart speakers i don't even use siri enough to i use siri when i drive i don't really use it i had a home pod and it was one of the original ones and i had that problem with the cable coming out of the back so it's always been a bit like fluky it wouldn't work half the time it was disconnecting from the network i just had so many trouble so many problems with it and then it just stopped working altogether and so i switched to using the alexa and honestly it's so much easier although I don't I don't have an Apple Music account anymore because I mainly listen to the radio and I find that with the global effort I can't remember what the the there's a tune in radio so I use that service to listen to the radio station I like and it it works flawlessly on the Alexa but whenever I ask HomePod it would just get it wrong half the time you know and it's just frustrating I was thinking about this, how people get so annoyed with their smart speakers. Is this like pointing to a future where we're yelling at robots the whole time? And is that why the robots are going to take over? The robots are taking over. They're going to evolve. I'm telling you, the way we're treating them now. It's, it, it's particularly frustrating because the, the hardware on the HomePod is clearly quite good at listening. Like it, It's really good at picking up its trigger phrase, no matter who says it. So there's four people in my house. We all have very different voices. Even if there's music playing and we're looking the wrong way and the other side of the room, the HomePod's really good at picking that up and going, yeah, what, what do you want? But then when you speak to it, it gets it wrong a lot. And then, as I said, it tries to fill in what it doesn't know. It will play a completely different song, not the one you said. Then you say, stop playing, and it goes on it as if that's a difficult command to deal with. And then it just carries on playing it. And yeah, I, I'm with you, Karen. It's it's this hellish dystopian future with these disobedient robots that are just tormenting us. And that that's the side of it. It's, it's this real Jekyll and Hyde product that 
the, the hardware I really like. I, I I really like the look of the HomePod. It's not really changed very much. So I, I like the original. I like the sound quality. I just hate Siri, and that hasn't been hasn't been properly addressed. There have been some other changes though. So it's it's good that you mentioned the power cord, um, Karen. For example, that's now removable. Um, and I hadn't thought of this because I was reading somebody else's view on this. Because it's removable, you can put it through smaller holes. I didn't even think of that. So if you put in the HomePod in a like a cabinet or something, and you know how you sometimes get those tiny little drilled out holes to put cables through, you wouldn't be able to put the actual wall adapter through it. But because it's removable, you can slip through there. So it, that's a nice little change. Why didn't they think that before, you know? Uh, yeah, it's classic Apple, isn't it? Maybe they left it that way so that they could improve it. I don't know. Well, that's a bit cool. I don't know. They've also changed the base. So if you remember that everybody was saying that the white version of the original HomePod was leaving rings on natural effect wooden surfaces, they've supposedly addressed this. It's now... One moment. Oh, God, that was that was Siri. There we go, proving annoying, how annoying Siri is. It's like a complete disc now. The base is a solid disc instead of a ring, so that the weight is distributed over a wider area, and it's a sort of harder material instead of this sort of soft base of the original so i've been i've been testing this and um i didn't want to ruin my my cabinet so i put each of the home pods on a piece of uh, scrap chipboard and they've been sitting on there while i've been testing them and really annoying my wife because they look ugly but they've not left rings so i think they fi- they fixed that and the top of the new home pod it's it's slightly shorter than the previous home pod is that correct yeah. And then the, the screen is a little bigger. It's slightly shorter, which you won't notice. It's slightly lighter, I think about 200 grams lighter. You will notice that. The screen is, um, it's actually slightly smaller, but they use the full screen. That, that's, the, that's the difference. Because on the original, when you talk to it, the, you just get a little sort of symbol in the middle that lit up, a glowing sort of circle in the middle. Now the Siri animation covers the whole thing so it's much more noticeable the screen is also slightly recessed so you get a a sort of lip over the edge of it um so that if something massive and flat fell on it from above it would now hit just the speaker mesh around the rim instead of the screen itself that's the only that's what the best i can think of as the reason why they've done that but it does mean that the screen is now harder to clean and i think it's going to get dust in that sort of inner recess that you get but yeah the screen is actually a little bit smaller I, I measured it but they use more of it so i think it's better and does the functionality of that display has that changed at all or is it just basically the same thing as before like does it show anything different i've not seen it now I, I think it's a real shame they don't because they could show album artwork or whatever or at least the name of the track but they don't seem to do that seems so underutilized especially if they're using more of the screen all they're showing you is a fancy graphic for siri yeah the plus and the minus is now actually marked on so that used to be just software which meant when when the thing was sort of dormant you wouldn't be able to see where the plus and minus you know the volume buttons were now you always see them which uh, i prefer but I, i feel like it was a very johnny ive sort of thing of making as much as possible be software. So it's like, I can just wipe it all away and just replace it with beautiful minimalist uh, animation. 
but no, much better. Have them marked on, so you always see where the plus and minus are. I suppose that does say for the future, because I was thinking, oh, maybe they can use that screen in some way in the future. But if they've now got a plus and a minus in etched on it, then that's obviously that's always going to be there. I suppose they could show some things, but yeah, you're right. It would always be marred by the plus and minus. So. Also, what I'd really like is a is a HomePod with a screen, like you know the Alexa. I always think like everyone complains about Siri being the problem. Well, give us a way of controlling it that isn't completely reliant on Siri and a plus and a minus if you want to turn the sound up. You know, it's just if there was a screen, then you've got buttons. I know Apple doesn't like buttons, but just the just the the ability to do that, I think, would make it a less frustrating experience. Where does the screen go on on the because I don't know which model you're talking about for the Amazon, but is it on the front or is it on the top? Yeah, so the Amazon one that we've got, I, I can't think what it's called. Is it like the view or something? But it's like, it's a sort of like a rectangular, slightly rectangular device. And it's got a screen on the front. And we have it sat on the kitchen table and the kids watch YouTube on it. Obviously, because, you know, if you've got um, your Amazon shopping, you can put music on, you can watch video, you can, you can watch Amazon stuff, you can watch YouTube. You know, there's so much you can do with it. You could, it, there are apps and stuff. I mean, it's if Apple did what they've done, what Amazon have done, I'm sure Apple would do a better job. You just need to be able to combine a screen with the HomePod, I think. And I know there are rumours about a HomePod with a screen and there are rumours about a HomePod combined with the Apple TV and maybe this is coming the next year or so. I do wonder if the reason why Apple has decided, after all, yeah, we are going to do this HomePod thing, is because they've got bigger plans for the home and they're just sort of waiting, biding their time, but making sure they're, they've got a finger in the pie right now, you know. Yeah, that was the mystery, wasn't it? Like why why they discontinued the original HomePod if they were going to bring it back, not very much changed. I wonder if it's because there were problems with the original HomePod, like the cable coming out and things like that. And obviously it, it got discontinued right and bang in the middle of the pandemic when they probably couldn't really do anything. They couldn't divert resources to working on the HomePod at that moment in time. So it probably made more sense to just discontinue it and think we'll come back to it later. My theory is kind of along the lines of Apple creating these filled out extended product lines now. Like, for instance, the iPhone, they have the iPhone 12, the iPhone SE, the iPhone 13, the iPhone 14, the iPhone 14 Plus, the iPhone, and so on, so iPhone 14 Pro. My theory is that they, because they want to start filling out the HomePod line. So it's like the Apple Watch Ultra, you know, you've got that sort of top, right. top, top sort of, of the pile. The top up. line. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there like you said before, there are these rumors of the HomePod with the display, with the larger iPad-like display. If that is true, they want to release this HomePod, HomePod Mini, and then that HomePod with the display to help fill out the product line a little better. And if they were to release this HomePod and the HomePod with the display at the same time, then it's a little confusing. It's still confusing, even though the releases have been separate. Yeah, Apple just has this thing of wanting to create these big product lines now, and I think that's part of it. That's just my theory. You know, Apple always has an expensive product and sometimes a cheap product. So to only have the cheaper HomePod isn't really Apple's sort of way, is it? Yeah. And also with that, HomePod doesn't have as it's a good. It still sounds good, but it's not as good as the the you know second gen HomePods. So. 
it's it's really it really is about being a smart speaker and it really is about Siri. It's not about getting a really decent speaker. The HomePod Mini is a bit of a problem for Apple though, because it does it does nearly everything the HomePod does at a third of the price. It has good sound quality, uh, certainly for its size and for its price. And the the strategy we've seen from Apple the last year or so has been providing incentives to upgrade. It's been all about we're going to make the Pro iPhone have a better chip, or I can't remember what the feature they were going to. Oh yeah, reverse. They wanted to put reverse charging on the Pro models. They managed to do it in the end. But it was always about please, we're going to upsell you. We're going to make you spend a bit of extra. There isn't really anything on the new HomePod that makes you want to do that compared to the HomePod Mini. I, I think. And this is not an audiophile opinion. This is just me, but I think I think two HomePod Minis in a stereo pair would give you better audio than a single full-sized HomePod Mini. There is one problem with the iPod, uh, the iPod Mini, the uh, HomePod Minis as a stereo pair if you're using them with TV, is that they don't um, have the same Dolby Digital Atmos. Yeah, they don't have all of that. So if you were to you if you were looking for HomePod speakers to use as part of your TV setup, your home cinema, you would be better off with the with the HomePod second gen than the minis. And of course you have to you have to have light with like because the minis don't have the same capabilities of like the surround sound and stuff like that. I have been testing out the the the, the full size HomePod in a pair with the Apple TV. I'm still trying to get my head around how to use it with normal television, but I can play Apple TV Plus programs through my television with the two HomePods, and it is it is astonishing. It, it really is. Like, I mean, partly this is down to the fact that my television is is quite big but has very old speakers, so it was always a bit, you know, rattly or whatever. But suddenly I've got these amazing, amazing bass, the, the surround sound effect, and you play something like Foundation, it really is a game changer. Like, yeah, I see what you mean about that. But most people are not going to be able to afford two two full size HomePods. I would have thought, and if you're not going to do that, I, I don't know. I can't see myself recommending this to most people I know, even though I really like it because I think the HomePod Mini makes a lot of sense. And maybe maybe the thing to do is to hold on for the second gen HomePod Mini, but I don't know how long that's going to be. And be like the AirPods and the AirPods Pro, though, won't it? And all they're doing is putting um back, uh, watch chips in them anyway so you're not going to get anything like much more powerful the only thing they need to do with the home pods is is add things like a screen you know they don't really need to do anything to the existing devices you can't you know the music the sound isn't going to change is it no not really yeah if, if siri was better i'd recommend the home pod 100 percent and the the other thing that's a weak spot is home home kit, which obviously that's changing because of matter and um what's it called? Fred. The other problem with home pod that we're like, yeah, everyone thinks about the smart speaker aspect and the um the sound, but there's also this whole managing your home, you know, all your sort of devices around your home. And that's been one of the big problems, is that home kit just hasn't taken off in the same way as like Amazon's equivalents and everything else. So that now they're getting this thing, um, Matter, which will be everyone's devices is going to work with Matter. So if it works with Matter, it will work with all of them. And Fred is just to make it, I think it's to do with networking so that you're not all like hitching onto the same Wi-Fi. But I think that will make a difference. So it could be that once more and more Matter devices start coming out, 
that suddenly the home pod looks a bit more attractive. But right now, if you do want to set up a, a sort of a home kit led home, then there's not a lot of devices, are there? Certainly not in the UK. It might be more in the US. I had a f- I've got a few home kit compatible lights from dodgy third party companies and they don't work very well. And yeah, I'd, I'd love to have a smart home, but I think home kit at the moment is not um is not a good option for that and yeah you're right if if it if getting matter means it supports a wider range of accessories and that's that could make it quite compelling have we convinced you roman are you going to get a home pod not really although i am intrigued of the idea of using it on my tv so that that is interesting to me but yeah i'm still not completely persuaded it's pretty expensive and yeah I, that's the problem it's it's really expensive so, as we mentioned earlier, there was an original HomePod, uh, and David, you actually compared the audio quality of the old HomePod to the new HomePod. We we talked about it a little bit. David wrote an article uh, detailing it. Uh, can you go a little bit more into like what is the sound? What is the audio quality difference between the two that you noticed? So my my slight discomfort here is that it's so subjective. And right. if anybody if anybody's listening and, and thinking, is it the right sound for me? I, I kind of would only recommend you go to an Apple store and try it yeah. out. It's, it's so subjective. But in my opinion, they've dialed back the bass. So and people said that was a problem with the first one. I didn't think it was a problem. I loved it. It was a very bassy original home pod. So I compared a few different songs and I did it blind. So I had I had somebody else. Uh, picking which home pod it was going to go to, and I didn't, didn't know. And on most tracks, most most types of tracks, I prefer the new one because I think it's got it's still got a pretty big bass, but it's a more balanced sound. There's a bit more detail at the at the upper end. I don't really know the audio file terminology, but it's a more balanced sound. You can hear a bit more with classical music. You can hear a bit more of the vocals on pop music. But if you play something like uh, dance music or electro music uh, or I think another example I gave in the piece was a particular piece of jazz that had a lot of double bass in it then you really felt the difference because the old model because it has that bass punch to it it hits you in the chest you know you get that kinetic experience with the speaker that I really like Now, not everybody likes that but if that's what you liked about the first one I think there's less of it and that that seems counterintuitive because as far as I'm aware, they haven't changed anything with the woofers. Again, I'm getting sketchy on the terminology, but they've reduced they've reduced the number of tweeters, which should pull it back from the top end, as far as I understand it technically, but that doesn't seem to be what has happened. They just seem to have rebalanced it so that it pushes more towards the upper end, has less bass. And I like that some of the time and some of the time I miss the the real sort of beats by Dr. Dre style of, of audio signature that we used to have with it. It's a shame that Apple doesn't let us sort of do our own equaliser. Like you used to be able to do that on the iPod. You used to be able to twi- twiddle around with it until you were happy. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, it doesn't, it doesn't give you any customizations options at all. Do you do it on the device? Like if you're playing from a mac can i don't remember if apple music i don't well maybe apple music doesn't give you an equalizer that you can that would only work if you were streaming anyway using airplay because it's all right 
But if you could go into your home app and mess around with the settings of the home pods and do something to them there, or you know, you could have maybe you could say profiles so you could choose I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this kind of music, so I want to use that profile. It seems like you, they could do it because they've got all this software going on that's that's you know working this out and they're deciding what's best for us, but actually some people are gonna wanna fiddle with it. Yeah, they like to decide what's best and then they'll use everybody as a as a shop window. Because then everybody hears at it at its best in their opinion, rather than tinkering and changing it and doing it all wrong. They don't want us to do that. Well, the HomePod in the US is two ninety nine. How much is it in the UK? It's actually gone up here because it was two ninety nine when they discontinued it, and now it's three nineteen. Is it, David? I can't. Oh no, you put me on the spot. I'm just looking it up really quickly. <laughs> I don't buy things like this. I get them delivered to me for free. <laughs> It has been a bit rough the last few years for um for British Apple fans. Things do seem to seem to keep getting more expensive. All right, so hang on a minute. It's two nine nine now, which is the same as your two nine nine dollars. But it was so it was actually I think two seven nine when they discontinued it. So, but this has become a bit of a trend for us recently with prices going up here because there was a time when you could basically predict UK prices because they'd be the same as the US price. And because of the exchange rate and because you guys don't, you have sales tax, that's how it would work out. And now because the exchange rates and everything else and the economy in general, our prices have just rocketed. You know, we're paying like an IMAT now is £150 more than it was a month ago. And that's an IMAC, you know, they're old products that haven't been updated in two years and they've just gone up £150. And the and the new Mac, they're like extortionate. We mustn't complain there, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> We're very lucky to live in this great country of ours. <laughs> yeah. So the HomePod's a little pricey, regardless of what country you live in. I think it's funny that when the old HomePod was discontinued and there was no, no new product to replace it, I don't want to say demand went up, but there was this weird kind of quell of customers who were buying it on eBay and other third-party sites for for kind of uh, exorbitant prices, because I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why there was this. I remember you guys had a story at the time, I'm sure, about how like there was sudden like, interest. Yeah. there was yeah. A sudden, But, you know, the thing is, there's no real, real way of knowing if that interest was really there. Do you know what I mean? So a few HomePods sold for, you know, twice the price on eBay. Okay. That, that, does that mean there was a... A, a real demand for it i don't know i think that just means there were some people who were willing to pay the price and yeah it's it's just it's saying a few people were interested i wish apple would give us more detail about its sales because i don't think we're ever going to find out if this is a successful product because they just do it by sections now don't they they'll just go what would this come under accessories is it i, I can't remember but you know when the when the apple tv came out and for years and years and years and they still probably would refer to it as their hobby product and they always said you know we're we're just this is just a hobby we're just we're just in this market we're not really trying to you know they were just there to be doing it and i feel a bit like homepods the same it's not really their thing or that audio is their thing but they need to be in it because they need to be where everybody else is and they know that the future of this sort of speaker technology that's in our homes is going to become a much bigger thing so they've got to be in there from the start and evolving with it rather than trying to join later when we all have robots that we're shouting at <laughs> I don't want to be part of that future. 
<laughs> not interested. Honestly, I think that these speakers, these um, assistants, bring out the worst in us as a as a as people. You know the way we talk to them. But some of the things I've called Siri, Karen, it would it would turn the air blue. It's shocking. <laughs> it just doesn't listen. Oh my goodness. Well, that's an interesting thought, though, that the way we treat these virtual assistants carries over to you know our interactions with other humans. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> I think it's my Korean philosophy coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, David is working on the full review of the HomePod, which will post on Macworld.com if it hasn't posted already. So keep an eye out for that. We'll have a link to that in our show notes. That does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Thanks to David Price, Karen Haslam, and thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast in the podcast app, on Spotify, or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time. <laughs>